Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Energy Speaks Back, powered by B2B Energy. My name is Paul Webb, and I'm the founder of B2B Energy, and I'm also your host. And weekly, I present to you energy experts from around the world. Welcome to episode 119. Our purpose, as always, is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. We would like to thank utility people who are creating a better career and future for people in our industry. And Esther Energy, who are our certificate partners. My guest today is the founder of Utility People and a utility recruitment expert who urges people to plug in to her network to discover the best jobs in the energy and utilities industry. So without any further ado, I give you Linda Mason. Good afternoon, Linda. How are you today? I'm good, Paul. I'm very well, thank you. Yes, good. yes. It's a little bit cooler today. So It is, uh, isn't it? It is. It was too much at the weekend. Too it much. Was. And Linda, we have met one of the bizarre groups of people that I do meet. Um, it was a long time ago, but we have met. I've been to your offices. We did. You did, yes. You and the guy we were trying to remember mark rogers <laughs> that's mark right rogers. mark rogers yes yeah, she yeah, came to the office him. and 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 met us yeah. yeah it was a long time ago though now, it was it was yeah. a long time ago but yeah. still i can put a little tick in the box to say we have met and i don't we normally meet my yeah. uh, uh interviews and so whereabouts are you based so i live in northamptonshire um, but we now have an office in Newport Pagnell, which for anyone that doesn't know is uh, just opposite Milton Keynes, basically, the other side of the motorway. So um, it's giving us the ability to have get together time in the office. You know, everyone mm-hmm. tries to be in a couple of days a week and then three days a week, everyone's tending to work from home. So, uh, yeah, we've right. been in this office now for six months, I think. Right. And it's quite central as well. When you think of Milton Keynes, it's quite centrally based, right yeah. on the M1. Yeah, so, good to get north or south yeah. and uh, nowhere near as busy as Milton Keynes if you're trying to get in and out. So uh, so it's a good location. Yeah, not so many roundabouts neither, is there? Definitely not so many roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, we do, we do have some... Um, some concrete cows here as well so i think they really? were trying to emulate their right. cousins across the m1 excellent <laughs> love it so for the benefit of the audience today i've obviously met you we've been talking recently um because we're trying to do some recruitment um ideas and, and initiatives but for benefit of their our audience today can you give us some background to yourself how you started and your origin story okay so um Gosh, I've been working in recruitment for more years than I care to remember. And I started off in um, IT recruitment and I I did a lot of work with contractors back in the day Um, and then moved more on to recruiting permanent people. And I, I must admit, out of the two, from a personal point of view, I like doing permanent recruitment. It's more rewarding. Um, you're helping people, you're helping them with their careers and moving them on. Um, So I worked in IT recruitment for many, many years. Um, I met um, Angela Peart, my old business partner, when she was working at Electricity Direct. 
um, we became friends and um, then we decided to set up together. So um, I supplied her with with staff um, and then we were going to be ladies that lunched really and uh, we were just kind of we were just kind of kind of do this in our spare time but then it began to take off and we realized that actually we were quite good at what we did and there was definitely a need out there um, and uh, yeah and it's gradually it gradually became a much more serious business um and um i bought angela out at the end of 2019 just before covid hit and um yeah we've been through the trauma of covid like everybody else has and there's about i think there's about a dozen of us now um most of my team have been with me quite a long time um people come and they tend to stay um if they're good of course yeah. Um, but so, yes, yeah, so I've got a very stable team and that's good from an energy perspective because the industry, as we all know, is quite complex. Um, so, you know, my team has a fairly good understanding of what roles go where and the kind of skill set that our customers are looking for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think Lisa's been with me, I don't know maybe even 10 years, something like that. Ren's five, six years. Jordan's gone and come back again. So, you know, I, I, I've got a lot of people that have been with me for quite a long time. So, yeah. And we're still forging ahead doing uh, doing the stuff that we do. Brilliant. When we say utility, is it all utilities? Gas, electric and water? Oil? Do, do you cover all how? How, well, how wide is the spectrum of utility, the word utility? Okay, so we started off really supplying um, in the retail energy space because that was Angela's background. Yeah. Um, and uh, so our customers would have been retail energy uh, suppliers, brokers, uh, companies that supply software um, into, into the energy space. And probably regulators as well. We did quite a bit with with regulation companies, but obviously, as the industry has moved on, um, and there is now more emphasis on net zero renewables, um, we we do a lot in infrastructure now. So, um, you know, connecting up the uh, all of those renewable energy um, su supply sources. Um, so, yeah. So we've got much more involved in in that space as well. So you covered the whole spectrum, really, of of utilities. Did you do yeah, much in, in the water sector? Yeah, I mean a bit in water. Um, yeah. I still feel that, as far as recruitment's concerned, you know, the water industry's lagging behind energy. Um, so we do bits and pieces. Um, you know, we supply water analyst to brokers mm -hmm. and we do work with a couple of the the water suppliers but um it's probably not the biggest part of our business and obviously with, with that business you've got to have people looking for jobs you've got to have a database of people that maybe you've already employed or deployed into positions yeah. you need yeah. to have suppliers so that your database must be quite significant mustn't it it was huge at one point. I think we had something like 40,000 wow. candidates on our database. But then when GDPR became a thing, 
And we also realized that actually having this massive database, which you couldn't find anybody because it was too big. Yeah. And of course, data is only as good as it is current, you know, as, as yeah. good as the last person that's, um, that's actually updated that piece of data. So we absolutely, we were cutthroat and we absolutely axed it. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, we've got access to LinkedIn, which is live current data because everyone is updating it themselves. So I think for most recruiters, LinkedIn has become our main source of candidates. Um, we use all the job, but we're well, not all the job boards, but we use a couple of job boards at any given time. But the key really is our network. You know, between us, we've got thousands and thousands of connections on LinkedIn. So whenever anyone gets a job, that's where we look. You know, we, we, we search on LinkedIn, we go to our network, and that's where we find our people from. So, so our actual internal CRM, we obviously use for the day-to-day -day management of the business, but it's not really used to hold candidates anymore. Yeah. And I know many years ago when I first met yourself and Angela, you actually found me a job. I was looking for a job at one time and I, I would have been, I reckon you must have asked me because you was ringing me every six months, you guys. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think I, I disappeared because I was obviously settled, but I remember yeah. you um sorry i remember you had um contacted me and helped me find a position and obviously being yes. utility people it was a and it was a very good job i must admit and good. the whole process i can talk from experience was very yeah. very slick very professional good. yeah and i mean i think that's the thing we like to do here we we like to make sure we are delivering a service that anyone would want to get yeah. um I mean, we, we did a webinar last week about values um, and uh, we were looking at, you know, examining our own values and then examining those of, uh, of your employer. And of course, I'm hoping that my values shine through in terms of the business. And yeah. uh, I, I'm a bit old fashioned in that it's about looking after people and support and teamwork and uh, and so on. Um, I think you should always treat people the way you would want to be treated. You know, Amazon, fantastic organization in terms of customer service. Anything goes wrong, they're straight on it and sorting you out. And I would like to think that pretty much we deliver a, a really yeah. good service to, to our customers. Yeah. And then I want to, <laughs> I'm going to break this question into two, actually, because it's going to yeah. be the same question, but I want to talk about the challenges. So your challenges regarding from the delegate side and your challenges from the supplier side. I say supplier. So client side. Client side, yes. Yeah. So what are our are challenges? Different? Um, yes. So I suppose the easiest one to talk about is um our candidates. Um we are we are incredibly busy at the moment. So we we had COVID, everything went quiet, but in energy and utilities, you, there's still a lot of recruitment going on and a massive skill shortage. So some people have left the industry because during COVID they found that, why do I need to do this rushing around all the time, yeah. going to take early retirement? So, And there's, there's been a, a, 
an exit of skills over the years anyway, hasn't there, with yeah, older people leaving the industry. So so we've now got this skill shortage. Um, and um, and the, the, the problem that we have is that for every candidate that gets an offer, he's generally, or she, has generally got three or four other positions, offers on the table. And, and we're not even talking about the counter offer when they hand their notice in. So um, this past nine months, I would say, it's become quite difficult to get that candidate over the line. And it feels as if, you know, sometimes I think uh, Jordan's just placed a candidate in a role and that's the fourth candidate that was offered and accepted, but didn't start because they got counter offered or a, something came in from left field and, and they took a, a, a different offer. So it is really, really tough at the moment. Um, and I think as well, candidates' expectations are so much higher. They want flexibility, they, you know, yeah. They, they want to look after the dog on a Tuesday and a Wednesday or something. You know, I mean, it's it's almost gone a bit a bit bonkers, really. Um, but um, yeah, candidates are looking for work life balance, flexibility, and they've got loads of choice at the moment. So they are the challenges um, that we face with candidates. Um, as far as clients go. Um, what are my challenges with clients? I suppose it is about educating them that they need to move quickly because in this market, if you've got a good candidate, he's not going to hang around for very long. Yeah. So they have to move quite quickly. Um, also, there is the challenge of persuading them that they need to be offering flexible, flexible opportunities um, because not everybody, not every client enjoys the working from home bit for their yeah. employees. Yeah. Um, so we're always trying to educate our clients with this is what we're finding in the market. If you want, mm. um, if you want to be successful, we would advise these things. Um, and I suppose the other thing, which has been an issue for forever, is that recruitment companies are quite often viewed as you know, something on the bottom of a shoe or something that you have to have because, um, uh, yeah, you you just have to have them. You don't like having them, but you have to have them. So sometimes you don't get the engagement from a client that you would really like because the, the best way of having the most efficient and effective recruitment process is to really engage with your recruiter and let them understand what the challenges are and why things, you know, what what you're looking for, yeah. um, and get back to us because quite often you you might be waiting weeks on end to get feedback on CVs or even from an interview or something like that. So it's about trying to trying to get clients to understand that we are delivering a professional service, and the more they can give us and and keep us closer, the the, the more effective it will be. Yeah. And would you allude in that there's more jobs than people or more people than jobs? More jobs than people. Right. So um, 
you know, we do very little cold calling with customers, mm. um, mainly because we, we do a lot of marketing. People come to us. We get lots of referrals. Um, people find us using the search engines and so on. So people come to us. Um, we do some marketing out ourselves, targeted yeah. marketing. Um, but, yeah, we, we get inquiries every week. Can you help us with these jobs? Um, and the, the, the hard thing is finding those candidates. And as I say, even when you've got the good candidates, they disappear off and accept other jobs from other companies. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And do you only focus on the UK currently? Yes, uh, we do. Although a couple of members of my team have done European recruitment in the past. So it's something that we could do. Mm. Um, I just think that we're kept quite busy as it is focusing yeah. on the UK. And we haven't really had the need to go looking. Um, if, if an opportunity popped up, we'd probably go and pursue it. But yeah, um, yeah we just focus on our core stuff at the moment. Yeah. Now, presumably, when you're looking at overseas recruitment, it's not as straightforward as what it would be for the UK. No, my understanding, you know, there will be different tax implications, um, yeah. rules and regulations. Now, you know, when we're no longer, you know, with Brexit and so on, we're um, another arm's length away. Um, I, I know a number of recruiters that work in Europe and, um, yeah, it, 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 it is different. Um, if we were going to do it, I, I know where I could go to get some help and advice, that's for sure. But, yeah, uh, yeah UK only for us at the moment. So the, the days of the, the CV, is that still current? We, to our, you know, us as experts, energy experts, energy people within this industry, is it important that we keep that up to date? Yes, I think so. Um, and, and whether that's a CV or whether it's your profile on LinkedIn, um, people, you know, an employer will still need to look at what you've done and your experience. Mm. Um, we are using AI um, for some things now, and that, you know, that could be for CVs. But in the main, we take the CV that um, a candidate has sent us because no one knows their experience better than them yeah. um and we will use their cv maybe do, uh, we, we we generally will do a little summary ourselves just to highlight why we think they're they're good for a job um and then send that over so yeah old-fashioned in a way but it it still gets the information across really yeah and obviously um social media is plays a very big part of this where you can go and do your own research can't you on facebook and instagram and all those sort of things to yeah for the, for the organization's point of view if they wanted to go and do that is that frowned upon or is that something that what you mean if our clients were looking for candidates themselves yeah. and, they, yeah. and they had the, 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 the candidate come to them delicate yeah. or whatever and you think oh we'll just do a search on instagram or, or have a look at yeah. their profiles to understand a bit more about them yeah, is that absolutely. Frowned upon, or is that accepted nowadays? No, absolutely. And I think many of our clients do a mix. So they've all got their websites. Um, and you know, if you're a fairly well-known company in this space, people will be going on your website and looking at the careers page. So that's yeah. that's a, a good way of recruiting, obviously. 
Um, and then there are internal recruiters, talent acquisition, um, uh, people within these organisations, and they tend to do a mix. So maybe for 80% of recruitment, you might use HR or talent acquisition and internal recruiters to try and do a lot of your recruitment yourself. Mm. But for that extra 20%, there's still a need for a utility people because we still have our network. You know, we yeah. know that market better than anyone else. Yeah. Um, and we can save time and effort and energy by um, adding value. So most companies do a mix. Most companies will do some themselves, some recruit internal recruiters, and then maybe use us um, as well. And also, you know, we, we do... Um, we have Lisa heading up our executive search team as well. So um, for those really hard to fill roles, yeah. um, Lisa's there uh, with her very extensive network. Right. Let's touch on. Um, so I'm looking for a role, but I want to work for a company who's got good energy policies, good ESG policies. Are you coming across that where yeah. the candidates wants to wants to work for an organization that that's you know you mentioned core values just now and I think that's important and they're looking for that yeah yeah definitely so particularly with um the 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 younger end of the market so um they are they are very keen well they're different to say you and me Paul so you and I would would be looking to get a reasonable salary we would uh, we'd want to move up in an organization and that's what we did as baby boomers and 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 so on but youngsters of today are more about do they have have they got a good diversity and inclusion policy um are they looking after the planet um and all of, all of these other things is it a fair organization to work for um that has become much more important and also the work-life balance is really important to to youngsters um gone are the days when you know would have worked long into the night getting a, a report done and things like that if you know, they finish at five o'clock and and that's it they're off so uh it, yeah. it, it is a bit of a different world these days i think it is yeah totally agree and then has the what's the process so i've come to you i've got no cv or i've got some experience where where do you start with that particular person is there a starting point that you yeah i mean them through everyone will have a cv um even if it's on a scrappy piece of paper so and and if someone's cv doesn't look good we'll tell them and and we'll sort of explain what a good CV might look like um, with your uh, qualifications at the top and your key information, um, maybe a short summary, and then your experience in reverse order. Um, and it should be about three pages long. So that's the kind of standard CV. Um, and we would then just pick up the phone, have a conversation with them, or we do lots of Teams meetings now, which I think is always good. You see the whites of someone's eyes. I think you yeah. can make a much better connection on a Teams call than on a than on a, a telephone call. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, Teams instead of telephone. They're oh yes, all, yes. What about face to face though? Do, 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 well, do you do try to do that? 
very little face to face with with our with our candidates. It's simply because of the sheer volume. We couldn't possibly um, see no. all of our candidates face to face. It's just not possible. Um, but if we can do a Teams, we'll try and do a Teams, if not a telephone call. And I think when you've done a Teams, there's just that it's just that engagement. Um, I think candidates are less likely to let you down and um, you, you, you just build a, a, a better rapport. Um, on a Teams call, um, so we do um, we do a, a telephone interview. We talk to them about a specific job because that's how it normally works. They we might have found them for a job, or they might have applied for a job. So we talk them through, ask them relevant questions about their experience and does it match the job. But also we we try, we're trying to get to who that person is and. Uh, are they going to be, are their soft skills going to be a good match for our client? Um, some some companies are more formal, some companies are less formal. Uh, and when you're chatting to someone, obviously you're, you're kind of getting to grips with who that person is mm. and where we think they might fit. Um, and so then they're either right for the job or they're not. We might come up with a couple of other options for them. We work as a team here. So when we get a good candidate, we'll generally send it round to everyone in the team. Has anyone got something for this candidate? Right. Um, and uh, and then we take it from there. Um, we'll always ask them um, for, you know, they, there's, there's things like references, although references these days are quite often not not really worth very much because you're not allowed yeah. to say very much um right to work in the uk those types of things from a a sort of a um a compliance perspective but as a perm recruiter you don't have to do those things because it's always the um the role of the employer to make sure they are taking references and so on but using our experience using our network and our knowledge 99 times out of 100 we're putting forward good candidates that that can do the job not many slip through the not mm. many slip through the net right that's good to know um and then so that's the process from the the candidates what about from the organizations that are looking what's the, what's their process what do they have to do so um we would get a job um and some of them use uh, a portal so right. you might have to log in um and submit your cvs through a portal that tends to work for the larger organizations it gives them more control it gives them statistics data insight uh into their recruitment processes um but we will get the job description from the client. We mm. will always try and call the client and have a meeting, a Teams meeting to talk through the role. <laughs> Nine times out of 10, the job description doesn't really tell you what they're looking for. Um, so I thought you was going to say the job description tells them the job's a lot better than what it actually is. No, no. <laughs> but, but very often um, it's full of acronyms that, no yeah. one understands unless you exactly. work in the company. It might have been cut and pasted from something else. Um, might be in language that people can't really understand. So 
So we will try and do that Teams meeting to fully understand what are the key skills that you need and what are the, the nice to haves. And then from there, we will then do our own adverts. So our adverts all look the same. So anyone that's used to a utility people website or our adverts, they know where to look, they know how they're set out. Um, so it's then easy for our audience of candidates to to sift through our jobs. Yeah. Um, and we always try and bold and highlight all the key words that, that yeah. are really relevant. Um, so we'll then post that on our website. We'll perhaps do some posting on LinkedIn. Um, we might put it up on our job boards as well. So we're trying to capture candidates from everywhere. Um, and then we'll, we'll start the process of searching. And that is looking at our CRM, looking on LinkedIn, all the job boards, talking to other people in the office. I've got this new job in. Has anyone got any candidates they know? So it's always worth asking people. Um, and then when, when we're going through the process of contacting um, potential candidates, we'll also quite often say, if, you, do you, if, you're, if you're not right for this, do you know anyone else that's, that could be good for it? So we try and use every single tool available yeah. To, yeah, yeah. to try and find uh, candidates. Yeah. yeah. Dare I ask this question? Is there like a, you mentioned statistics. What's the, the, the statistics for interviews and jobs offers? Yeah. So it's generally sort of one in three, one in four right. that, that we, we end up placing. And I think that's a fairly standard um, interview um, statistic, I think. Right. Um, and could those people, four people be your four people or four others? I mean, we always try and work roles exclusively exclusively if we can. Yeah. Um, it means you can you've got the time to do a more thorough job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you know you're going to get that fee, then you're going to put as much effort into it as you can. If you're one of three or more recruiters, you know, it's a bit statistics messy, doesn't it? says you're only, yeah. So we will always try and um, to try and get roles exclusively or one of two or one of three. Um, and the longer we work with our customers, the more likely they are just to use us exclusively. And we have some very loyal customers that have been with us for years and years um, because we do a good job. And that's yeah. what it's about. It's about repeat business and uh, finding the right candidates and keeping them there. You know, you don't want to make a placement and then they leave in six months time that that's not really that's not what we're about it's about finding the right candidate and uh right for the company really so and is there a, like a time process regarding from them engaging with you to actually finding a position obviously I mean, you know it's yeah. a bit of a hard question to answer really but i just wondered whether there was it, it, it can vary. Um, you know, sometimes you get a job in, you find an amazing candidate, you get them straight out and interviewed and placed. And yeah. you, you could turn something around in, in under a week. Right. I would say it's long. It, probably standard is four weeks. Right. Um, and when you start with a new client, you very often find that it, the, t the process takes longer initially because yeah. they're getting to know you, you're getting to know them. Um, so this is why I was saying earlier on that the 
closer the relationship can be between the client and the recruiter, the more effective and efficient the recruitment process will be. Yeah. So, Lynn, it's, it's come to that time. Now, just to, you know, the people that listen to this are people in the industry, like myself, energy experts, consultants, people that are leaving um, universities, um, people that, as we know, leaving the army. There's So there's lots of different types of people. So there are delegates that are listening to this um, that are happy now or not happy with what they're doing. And there's also possibly organizations out there so for the benefit of the audience is there like a um something you can give back to the industry as a takeaway for them to just for today um i think in the current market if you are recruiting so if you are a client it's about being as flexible as you can with the package and hybrid working and it's about moving as swiftly as you can and about building that relationship with us the recruiter if those things happen your experience with us, with us will be excellent if you're a potential candidate whether you're looking now or whether you might be in the future um we put lots of information out there we've got blogs we've got marketing we have a we have a weekly hot jobs newsletter that we send out every week so all our newest jobs go on there that's something that's worth signing up to you can sign up to that on our website or just drop drop me a message or whatever and we'll get you signed up um that's always useful to look at and we also do newsletters so probably every two months we'll send one out to our candidates and we'll send another one out to our clients just to give them information about what's going on trends um tips and and so on um and yeah for, for candidates i instill into everyone in my team that we must treat people the way we would like to be treated if we were going to go somewhere for a service um so it's uh, it's so important to me and my business that we look after candidates so if you're not sure if you want to chat if you just want to dip your toe we're more than happy to have a conversation um or i'm you know you can reach out to me on linkedin or any of my team and we'll see if we can help you basically that's brilliant and i, I know what it's like to be sort of looking for jobs it isn't easy and no. sometimes it's like looking you know the wood you know through the trees for the what's the, yeah. Can't, the wood for the trees yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's impossible to get that job that right mm. job you know and, and yeah people don't really it's want to do that short-term positions as we discussed earlier it's mm. we're looking when when you get to my age you, you're looking for long-term uh sort of positions as such and more yeah. stable positions not yeah. in and out type things so it isn't that easy no absolutely and you know when you're when you're looking at a cv if someone's moved around a lot doesn't look great yeah it, it just yeah. makes it harder and harder to exactly. to find a stable job so um yeah it it, it it it's a it's a really traumatic time in anyone's life whether they're moving because they want to or whether they're moving because they have to. And I think having a recruiter that's going to hold your hand and look after you is so important. And it's important to us 
that we do a good job and deliver that service. Um, And I I hope most of the people that come into contact with us would have a really, really good experience. So, yeah. And what I like about you guys as well is you do it from both sides. And that's what we've been discussing today, you know, because it isn't from an employer point of view it's, it's a minefield isn't it looking at finding that right person but you're going to work with them to find that right person yeah and you're going to work with the delegate as well so it, it all blends together and i know there's a cost behind that but of course there is we, we don't work for nothing no. <laughs> we, don't, we don't work for nothing but i do believe we are worth our fee yeah. um and you know you you were saying there about matching there's no point in us trying to force a round peg in a square mm. hole because then the, the the employee won't be retained by the employer and that's not us doing no. doing a good no. job so it is trying to match the soft skills and the hard skills with the right job and the right company and we really do try and do that brilliant well you know, I'm really excited about what we're trying to do regarding yes. the training we take people through yep. and then helping them find their positions, whether they're successful or not. It doesn't yep. matter. But these, we've released... these potential energy managers that we're exactly. going to be finding to, to help with our journey on net zero. Yep. Male and female. Male and female. It'd be All lovely diversity. to get more ladies in. Yes. Yeah. I'm fully behind. And Lee Pickerskill always says to me, every time I interview a female um, interviewee, yeah, he said the amount of passion that comes from the female side is more than yes. the male. Yeah. So we can feel it. They, yeah. they would do better jobs than what we do. That's what we expect. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But, I mean, definitely, I think. There's more passion that, there. Yeah, I, I, I think women are quite passionate about yeah. um sustainability and um carbon reduction and all of all of those good things um and yeah so give us a chance basically give the ladies a go (laughs) exactly thank you very much for your time um it's been a real privilege and an honor to 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 work with you going forward so i'm really excited about that yeah i'm excited about it too paul and yes thank you very much for giving the opportunity to to do this today so yeah And you and your family stay safe in these times. Thank you. You too.